0: hey guys welcome to episode 112 of cmd towers and builds i'm mr combat number five and my fellow host woke up this morning to find his apartment complex mana flooded big tuck
1: (laughs) i actually been uh we we had a brief discussion off air i've been having more than normal visitors who actually care about my apartment and the standing of it over so it's actually been like pretty clean uh i i it's a friday afternoon it's a beautiful day here i'm going on a date later and then we're going to maine tomorrow mr combo i'm doing great i'm so excited to talk about this deck i've been doing nothing but looking at videos of this deck reading about reading different videos reading different deck lists i'm so fucking excited for this mr combo how are you doing uh, I'm not great, as we yes. talked about offcast. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I look, mean, I'll be, look, I'll be honest, I'm not doing good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm really not. Uh, I mean, like, honestly, the last month for me has been super, super rough. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was, like, a lot of frustrations, a lot of pent-up, you know, everything this week. So, actually, and I didn't tell Tuck this uh, last night, my amazing fiancé... Uh, surprised me and booked us uh, a couple premium bags at Rage KC, one of those rooms oh. where you go beat the crap out of stuff and break awesome. bottles. And so, went there and did that. Uh, was fun, except for A, they gave me some what's called a metal glove so I could like break things with my fist. Did it, punched a dinner plate, about broke my thumb. That sucked. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, second, uh, my fiance was the only one left breaking things at the end. So, I'm kind of like standing watching, but I'm kind of like halfway out the door. Yeah. Look. Literally, last thing she breaks is a plate. Shards go everywhere. One nicks me in my uh, forearm. No big deal. Like, I bleed a little bit. Yeah, I'm right, like, ah, whatever. you got me. And I go over, get a Band-Aid. <laughs> then then all got- of a sudden, the chick running the place is like, oh, my God, your hand! <laughs> and I look down, and my hand is covered in blood. <laughs> uh, apparently, some small piece of glass, like, nicked me on my wrist. And it was just it this was was like a hole. Fountain. That was just... Yeah, just fountaining out blood. Uh, cause I was, confused oh my god, go... <laughs> yeah, cool. Cause I, so I took off my watch and I went and ran my hand under the water. First thought, like, boy scout training kicks in. Like, okay, am I gonna need stitches? Am I gonna need right, to like right, tape right, this yeah. shut? And literally, the water washes all the way all the blood and it's like poop.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, it was just a, just a bloater. Oh, you're real
0: cute, real cute glass cut. <laughs> so, uh, so that was great. You know, let off a lot of frustration, was a little sore, just like chucking sure, things as hard yeah. as I could. Uh, it was awesome because they had Alexa, so we started off the night listening to Korn, uh, the <laughs> best rage <laughs> music good. you can do. Very good. But then today happened. As you guys know, uh, this yeah. is now a week later. Uh, I am going to be in Italy now, but I'm leaving Italy on Saturday, and one of the requirements, and I knew about it, because I did advanced research was you have to have a passport that's valid at least for three months when you come back home well mine's valid exactly three months go to check in today Delta won't let me the whole time and I'm like freaking out what the hell it keeps flagging my passport calling like passport centers I had I'd have to fly out to Unco Ajo to get one today which that (laughs) realistically cannot happen right Uh, I am not Tony Stark and so then I called Delta because I'm like, how do we get around this? Like, A, you guys actually should have told me my passport's been on file. Let me know that it's not valid and you won't let me travel because um, that's nonsense. Right. Because the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Consulate's office, the uh, Italian embassy, the passport agency, they all say I'm fine. You guys are the ones that won't let me do this. So we eventually got to a compromise where they're just moving our flight up a day so that way we can go. Yeah. But it was like the most nerve wracking stuff. And I'm still waiting on like confirmation. On um, that new flight coming back. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, look, if, I would understand it if I didn't have my passport info in the website on their database. Um, you know that when I booked my right, trip, right, right. they said, "Hey, here's all the requirements you need to do." None of that. They literally did none of that. And my passport's been on file with Delta for about seven years, and it's been the same passport that entire time. Obviously, so it's like you oh, guys, you guys haven't knew had when to I redo booked it. This... Yeah. No, I've never had. This is the very right. first passport I've ever had to own. And so you guys knew when I booked this trip a month and a half ago. Or two months ago. That it was like pushing up passport- against this date. Yeah. Exactly. You should have, because like when you try to book a trip that's international and you don't do a passport, it like flags it. And it's like, hey, you need to enter in yes, your passport info. So how come if you guys can do that? If you have this other requirement that apparently your back end programming can detect, why wouldn't you tell me that when I try to book my order up or front? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So super do you pissed, have, but do you, it have, out.
1: do you have your movie selected for the
0: flight? Well, it's not movie, it's movies These. and TVs. Yes. It's so many. Uh, I did download Dune because it came out last okay, night.
1: good. I'm going to go and see that on, because there's a theater close to my parents' place. And I'm guessing by Wednesday, I'm going to need to get the fuck out of there. Uh, so, and my dad doesn't want to go to it, so I'm just going to take the car and go see it. So that's perfect because nice. we can have uh, reviews when we get back. Nice. So take nice. notes. So yes.
0: So yeah, Dune's on the list. Squid Games is on the list. Uh, I finally want to watch Barry, that dark comedy on Showtime. Oh, on HBO. HBO. Yeah. yeah with, with Bill Hader. Um, it's very good. It's very, very yes. good. So, yeah, I got I probably have a terabyte and a half of movies and wow. stuff on okay. my iPad. So, yeah, I'll have plenty to watch. Good. Well, what else is good is that if you guys want to help us out financially by heading over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash tower, we have four different pledge levels. Uh, rewards vary from just getting access into our Discord, which is not just that, because you actually get deck therapy, you get entered into voices for bruising builds. I mean, it's just a whole slew of stuff, but if you go higher than the buck to the 5, 15, or 25, you start getting pretty cool swag. Also, announcement, uh, while I'm in Ooh. Italy, we will get the official CMD Tower holiday sweater in the mail. Yes. Uh, my fiancé, I'm sure, will be more than happy to put it on and sleep in it and <laughs> never give it back to me. Uh, so we'll be able to see what the quality is. We aren't going to buy a ton. We're getting maybe 60, 65 of these things. And sizes probably varying from large to double XL um if you are a patron you will get an exclusive code to go buy one for 20 bucks off so whether you're a dollar a month or 25 if you want that holiday sweater instead of the 50 dollar normal price you'll be able to get one for 30 bucks it's high-end cotton it's really really soft and it's in our commander today's colors jund
1: oh the best colors out there
0: ah that's a stretch how dare you? Now, we also do have a referral program. So, if you are an existing patron and you refer someone to the collective, hey, maybe they just want that holiday sweater. Yeah. Have them join. Um, and when they do, have them shoot us a message saying who recommended that they join. And we'll send you something uh, swag or gift-wise just to say thanks. Signed gold
1: card as usual. Uh, Mr. Boo. Combo Specialty. <laughs>
0: uh, now, we do have a store. So you heard all of this. You don't want to join a patron. You're already a part of 39 others. Uh, but you do want to get that holiday sweater. You do want to get a playmat. Whatever it is, head over to cmdtower.com merch. We do sell all of our stuff on there. But there are links things that i can't talk about or i would go in more details now if you like this video and you like the audio hit up at underscore t coats tyler is our official audio and video editor for and builds moving forward uh he's definitely upgraded the video portion from a glorified powerpoint to something that's actually watchable but we want you guys to subscribe we need you to comment and let us know how we can improve the videos so that way we can put out what you guys actually want yeah now, of course, the free way to contribute and promote is just share the content you're watching and listening to because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. So Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, tackled tons of EDH themes, we're gonna be discussing, or rather, theory crafting a deck that doesn't even exist yet. Each deck yes. will consist of new decks, and we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down to four different categories. The first
1: one's ramp and of your board state. That's grains. And grains are the foundation of a beer. They include both basil malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into under bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The next is how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that Hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors, growing a variety of strands, and the lack of which helped distinguish subcategories like this people's porter from Foothills Brewing. Uh, our hot choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. And then we have how does your deck actually close out or win, and this deck kind of does it in a cool way. That's yeast. Yes, and yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water, and without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. <sighs> and then we have shenanigans. These can be pet cards, alter the brutes, but it doesn't really work. Uh, that no. could be in the deck that are just kind of fun. We call that spice. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pumpkin that turns an amber ale into a fall ale, or dish and hops that, that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, is where we generally talk about it. So without further ado... Let's get brewing. Uh, So for episode three of Theory
0: Crafting, Big Tuck obviously came to the master, the new master of Jund, excuse me. Uh, He came to me to help him with Prosh. Now he's coming to me for this, which makes sense because he worships all the mana that I float. So with that Big Tuck, who are we doing today, my son?
1: Yes, so um, this four... This Jun deck, I really love Jun. I like the cards in there. I think they're great. They're three of my favorite colors. Um, but I want to do something a little bit different. And I loved Mr. Combo's uh, Sakuar, especially as a way to, to to kind of be able to dictate per, uh, me actually playing the Jun cards I already own with Prox. Yep. So I like that. But I want to take it in a new direction. And this could, I, we, Mr. Combo was going to let me do a couple commanders, and he's, he was very kind not to, uh, to completely derail them. And then I realized why he wasn't excited about them. So we finally <laughs> landed on Yorok of Scorch Thrash, a.k.a. Trogdor, which we'll get to in just a second. For A.k.a. One it st- should say Scorch Trash. Yeah, Scorch, exactly. Uh, for one colorless and jun, that's a black, a red, and a green. You have a legendary creature, Vyashino Shaman, with vigilance. But really, what you're playing this card for is the following text A player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. So, we're bringing back in Mana Burn, baby. It's incredible. He is a four four. Uh, he's a rare, and the etched foil, the most premium version of him that you can get, is 76 cents. He also has one colorless tap. Each player adds a black, uh, a red, and a green. And there's a little bit of flavor text here. <clears throat> and this is from Pesmilla, a poet. And uh, she sounds a little something like this. <clears throat> the gifts of John never come without a price. So, uh, this is the little snippet that I sent over to Mr. Combo to kind of help me think through this. I thought Mr. Combo would have some very good takes on this because I feel like this is kind of his style of game, it's his style of playing. So, um, I feel like this commander got a little brush under the rug and there's so many different things that he does. As mentioned, Junge is my favorite color pairing. I think that your lock, a.k.a. Trogdor, has a real unique play style and win condition. Uh, we're ready to burninate the countryside and also burninate the peasants. I don't really have a deck that plays this way or this sort of style, so something a little less creature-heavy and a little more control-focused sounds like a blast. So the way I see the deck is this way, is start with group hug, mana growth, and a lot of land drops. So we want all players to have piles of lands and mana to use, hopefully to over-tap and leave some mana lying around. And then I wrote dictate the flow of lands and tapping and, and tapping out and all that stuff, but really I want this deck... And after doing a lot of more research, I want this deck to be not stacks because I don't want to restrict anyone from doing anything. I just want them to pay the piper in one way or another for trying to cast their decks, either by taking damage. I mean, that's kind of what stacks is. But stacks just flat out prevents you from untapping. It prevents you from playing lands. Propaganda is
0: considered stacks.
1: And yeah, you you can't attack. And here you can always attack. You can always play lands. You can always play creatures. But you have to pay a little bit of the toll troll for it. And then finally, uh, we want to go into the most important part, which is the Burninate. Now that there are piles of lands being tapped and untapped, forced, encouraged... Otherwise, it's time to bring the pain train. We're going to be burning for tapped lands, burning from tapped lands, burning for playing cards, and hopefully drive life totals down very quickly and very aggressively. So, Mr. Combo, I know you've never seen this commander IRL or watched videos on them, have you? Nope. What, do you, what, did, what did you think going into this? Well, so
0: this was a commander that everyone got super excited for uh, when it was previewed and when Commander Legends came out uh that excitement quickly died i don't know yes, why like that I, I never heard of oh the deck actually didn't play how we thought it would it was mm-hmm. just holy crap i need to build this and then no one did no one did it so yeah. i thought that was interesting i mean this is like a different way to do jund it's it's sort of uh, like when we talk about gruel how is one end and... Wart the Raid Mother, Wart is on the yes, other end. right. I definitely feel like this is on one end of the spectrum of how the deck flows versus Prosh, which is the other end. Correct, um, yeah, for sure. You know, from a... Uh, wh- where I kind of struggle with your lock is... Uh, how mean it is? <laughs> no, it actually seems like some sort of a like rattlesnake type card yes to where yes. people are going to be seeing you set up on the table and it's like your lock is just there in the command zone and it's like when does it come when is it gonna oh, happen oh yeah, my gosh yeah. ha- it's it, so to me with a rattlesnake commander like once it hits people are like kill it on site right, those decks yeah. seem to be a challenge just because you're always the focus and the target and with the way that this deck wants to go with giving everyone extra mana because you're trying to burn them for it, it's yeah. like, well, now you're giving them act- technically extra resources, resources to true. get rid of your lock. So that's where he's a bit of a rattlesnake to where once he hits and you do your thing, everyone's going to feel it. But I just, I don't know how often he's actually going to sit. And maybe that's right.
1: why you don't see your lock decks running around in the wild. Absolutely. Um, and I I think like looking through this as well, I think I really want it to be like, Okay, if you want to remove him, you're gonna have to pay for it, right? If you're mm-hmm. gonna want to try to storm off, you're gonna have to pay for it. Like that's kind of it's gonna be less about the lands. I think that's gonna be like the primary win con. But then there's also like some other sub packages of just mm. like I want this deck to do stuff. I want I want something to happen whenever anyone at the table does anything, right? Yeah. Whether it's whether it's creating things, and then also I will say um, there's a lot of cards that are really good in here. That i actually just happen to have lying around that are all worth yeah. like 20 or 30 dollars that i just bought at some point or traded for uh so so that's really exciting there uh but yeah I, i'm really pumped about this uh i'm also worried that this deck is going to be too mean and i'll probably play it once or twice and never play it again but we'll see i'm still buying it i still I, it's one of the few decks i'm very much looking forward to building from scratch well
0: let's go ahead and get into it and start with the grain section tuck what is your very first grain card this
1: is a card that I love. Uh, our friend uh, the Goad is also a big fan of this card because on the surface, it seems like it's just a mana rock. But in reality, in this deck, it's also a bit of a risk. So I am for my first card I'm talking about is Spectral Searchlight. So oh, three oh. color lists for an artifact. Tap, choose a player. That player adds one mana of any color they choose or they chose. And this is being read by, god damn it, uh, Oberyn, uh, Mortel, AKA, Ob Nixilis. So, okay, here we go. I don't know, it's the same one all the time. Uh, me and my sisters, the first, the the first searchlights were given the gifts, symbols of cooperation to the emissions present at the signing of the guild pack. Uh, it's terrible. I really just need to go through. I just need to put a YouTube link next to each one of these things and just be able to watch it. Cause I, some of these are so far gone, but this card six cents. It's been reprinted a gazillion times. It's a better manolith. and now you can either use it for yourself or really dump on someone. I think yeah. one of the things I want this card, to, this deck, to look like out front is like I'm help, right? Like I'm just doing my thing. I'm trying to help you, and then you wait to drop all the pain train stuff later in the way. So mm. it's on curve. I had four of these lying around. I already pulled
0: one and put it out. So just curious, is there a reason you went spectral searchlight instead of victory chimes? So.
1: I think I'm going to do both. Oh, but okay. I do like the I do like the Victory Chimes isn't as exciting because it doesn't give colors, and I think that's going to be important in this deck because I don't think I'm going to be running that many artifacts. So I I really want a three drop that's going to be able to do it. I probably will cut Victory Chimes from Dreddy and put that in as well because again, mm-hmm. it's right to the it's right to the point of the deck. And I like Victory Chimes because you don't have to give it to the active player, so you can just give it to the oh, inactive yeah. one yes. that can't can't even use it. <laughs> Yes, and I did that. Like, I played Victory Triumphs recently, and I was like, okay, I'll give you a mana. And they're like, no, I don't need it. It's like, okay, great. Well, I'm going to tap it. Mark, you get one. Congratulations. (laughs) He's like, "Uh, all right, nothing. (laughs) That's too funny.
0: All right. Well, my first one is a very cute card that could hurt you later, but I think that's what could make this deck exciting. I think there's a build to where you're almost a Zedru deck. So oh. I think Braid of Fire is oh. pretty fun. Okay. So Braid of Fire, right, yeah. colorless red, it's about 10 bucks for the Mystery Booster one. Uh, it's an enchantment, and it has a cumulative upkeep. Add a red mana to your mana pool. So basically, Tuck plays it, nothing happens. Next turn, he gets one red during his upkeep, probably can't use it the next turn he gets two red three red four red so the nice thing is that even if you get this out and you have your lock you're not getting hurt that bad plus i see you building your lock to where you'll have mana dumps for when you have (laughs) a
1: hundred percent
0: yeah so i don't braid a fire i think at most it might end up doing a few points of damage to you but i don't think it'll be a big deal but just imagine being able to give this away to one of your opponents potentially And it has 10 or 11. And they don't have mana sinks in their deck. Right.
1: it's like, hey, take 11. How do you like that? Absolutely. And there is a little bit of flavor text on there, which is, uh, this is a bad one for you, Marquesa the Black Rose, which is the female version of Jareth from the Labyrinth movie, a.k.a. female David Bowie. So just like very, yeah.
0: (sighs) To a train mind, the cold (laughs) is but momentary
1: distraction. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm floating around like an infant. We're all losing our minds. We all go a little crazy down here. All right. So my next one is one of my favorite enchantment cards. It used to be really expensive, but now it has been bottomed out because I guess it's been reprinted a lot of times, but... We want, people to make, we, want me, we want people to make it feel good. We're going to be generating a lot of mana, so we might be running out of cards. So I think rights of flourishing is really going to push our deck and other people into being incentivized to play their cards. So mm. two colors and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card, and then yep. each player may pay an additional land on each of their turns. So this is, uh, and there's also a little bit of flavor text here by Vikon, 11th Company Battle Mage, who's Hannibal Lecter. Hello, Mr. Combo. Have you ever thought to dance? And bring forth the coil. It's an umbilical to umbilical to Gaia herself, fattening us with the Earth's richest bounty.
0: <laughs> I can't do it. Well, T- Tuck went real hot. This is actually one of mine as well. Uh, it's yeah! an amazing card. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Rights of flourishing is great for this deck. Uh,
1: it it lures your opponents into that false sense of security. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um, and I think I, I think one problem that this deck is gonna have is like, because there's so much mana, we're gonna be running out of our hands very quickly. And mm-hmm. also because of some things, maybe in the hot section, Ooh. our opponents might be running out of cards quickly as well. Well, my last
0: one um, is a pretty popular, I don't know why it's so expensive. I mean, maybe it's played in like historic or modern or pioneer. Um, but I think it's great. It's going to allow you, only you, to play additional lands on your turns. Because I Ooh. think another thing you want to do with your lock, people obviously reading the commander are going to see what your gimmick is.
1: Correct. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> you
0: want it to literally be every single thing. Like sometimes it throws me off when someone in a Planeswalker deck runs something that's not a Planeswalker like synergy. Mm. It's like, well, why are you doing that? So I think Wayward Swordtooth is a oh, good card yeah. for this deck. But it'll kind of throw the scent off a little bit. Right, Two colorless right, right. green, creature dinosaur. It's a rare. It's a 5-5. Five, five. It has a send so you get the city's blessing if you have 10 or more permanents, and you have it for the rest of the game. Right. Uh, you can play an additional land on each of your turns and it can only attack or block if you have the city's blessing so i look at right. this as it gives you a 5-5 five, five. it's early in the game you're getting additional land drops it's going to get you to that ascend and it's going to allow you to progress hopefully quicker than your opponents because i could see the perfect build of this deck you being able to ramp out 50 percent quicker than them getting your lockout and those extra things and before they even have a chance to like Tutor or get their commander right. out. It's like I'm already taking eight damage or I'm already taking three right.
1: damage. Like this sucks. I completely agree. And Sword Tooth, I think, is just one of those cards that people, it's only been printed once. And I think people just pick it up for the extra land clause. And do you, so do you kind of see this as being like throwing up the scent and being like, oh, it's actually a landfall deck. And I'm just doing, yeah. I'm just playing it in Jun because this like commander flood I like see. I like that a lot because then they're like, okay, we're waiting. We're waiting for the Avengers End Car. We're waiting for yep. Escape Shift. We're waiting for these sort of
0: things, right? And, and you're such a good politicker to where you <laughs> could kind of create random bullshit to convince people. Be like, guys, <laughs> this is really like it's a landfall deck. Like, yes, I'm trying to give you guys like way more lands and make you tap it, but it's not about lands making five
1: mana. Right.
0: It's just I just it's just single lands. That's all I'm doing, bro.
1: Hell yeah, I love it. Uh, I need to get one of these guys. I'll, I'll be going to the eBay store immediately after this podcast, for sure. Well, Tuck, why don't you round it out with your last one? Ah, uh, yes. So this is another one that looks good. And the way, something I like about this card is it's kind of good at, at a lot of different varietals of the time of the deck. Magus of the Vineyard
0: hmm. is a
1: very cheap, effective way of doing this thing. So it's a 1-1 creature Human Wizard Harry, for one green, about $4. Mm. And it says, at the beginning of each player's pre-combat main phase, that player adds two green. And there is some, uh, there is some, it's like, we haven't seen this many voices in a long time. It's Centaur Druid, who's Bruce Wayne. So, yeah, I don't know. The Bat, Batman, he's been battered and beaten by years of salt and claw. He never ceased to walk. And a seed. I mean, only now, some sort of psychopath in this time of rebirth would his seeds take root. So I like this card because I think it kind of works in a lot of different ways. Like A, you can plop it down early, and this is going to accelerate you quickly into your answers. But also, once you kind of have the board set up, because it does it, it's a one drop and it does something immediately towards this mana pool that we're going in. I think it's got a lot of utility in between the in between rounds and in between the different phases of the game.
0: Yeah, the only thing I worry about it is that all of your the opponents, one one, well, that and all of your opponents are going to get the effect before you. Sure, yeah, and that could be a big deal because you could play it like, oh, birds of paradise, cool, and then someone's right, like, right, oh, right. sweet land, I'm fucking just accelerate. Right, yeah, like now, yeah, I just cast
1: it. my commander on turn three, right, right. yeah,
0: or so, turn one,
1: because <laughs> you're giving right. them two mana. Oh, they're like, okay, well, I was I was already going to play soul ring into arcade signet into a land, and now I can do anything else. Yep. So that's the only thing that scares risk, me about yeah.
0: this, uh, just because we're in a four-player game. Right. 1v1, I think you have a little bit less risk of them just right, right, winning right, right. on the spot. Uh, but not, I, think, I think it does oh, sorry, fit your deck, and
1: it's like this or
0: Birds of Paradise, this actually does what you
1: want. Yeah, and I so when I'm building this deck, I I think you bring up a great point. I'm being very cognizant of that. So a lot of the builds I see, you're like everything. You run every card that gives everyone mana at once, but yeah. then you're like, yeah, but if you don't have anything, they're just going to storm off, right? Or yep. like God help you if you're playing an X deck or something, right?
0: Oh, yeah, which we'll yeah. get to in a bit. Oh, well, that's going to wrap up the grain section. Now we're going to head over to the hot profile and I'll kick this off with a card Tuck is going to laugh at. It technically... Technically, should be a spice, but but, uh, it synergizes with a grain, and I think there's other cards, like I talked about. I think there's a build of this similar to a Zedru, so I think you should put in Harmless Offering two colorless ah, red okay. sorcery target opponent gains control of target permanent you control it has the cutest little cat on there oh, and yes, i but, do have some flavor text
1: and you know i like my little bitty baby cats uh even though this one's got a little snaky tail and this is uh hashtag suck it dovin uh dovin's the worst uh the mumble coach from Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Uh, so uh, yes, like technically right now, if you were to build this deck with my recommendations, this would in theory be a spice because Braid of Fire so far is the only card that you can give to someone, which would be a negative effect. But I do think there are probably other extra mana resource cards. Tech, it could even be later in the game and you're like, you know what? I just need people to die. I'm going to give you my Zendikar Resurgence. I think it'll kill you. Right, right,
1: right. Yeah, and it's also to that point, that's actually interesting because if you look at like Magus of the Vineyard and those sort of things, it doesn't matter who has them, right? Oh yeah. And if you can if you can get these things that double your own mana, like you said, ah oh, wow i kind of like it actually i I I think i I think you turned me on this man it's 60 cents come on yeah it's well worth it and look at that little baby come on you just want to kiss him right on the lips and for as cute as it
0: is it is only three mana i think if this was five it would be too cute Uh, but three i think you could stretch three plus how many times now do opponents give us stuff that we don't want Mm
1: -hmm. now it's like hey i actually get that out of here right 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 for sure
0: all right tuck what is yours
1: uh, okay, so this my entire package is punishing people for trying to play spells with their extra mana that they have, okay, um, in one way or another. And the first one I think is very efficient. Um, it's a card that we have talked about and have not seen a lot of play, and it's got a vine on it that may be a little cindery. Okay, I figured it was not, I know it's like I was shocked that I just barreled through Rites of flourishing because I was like, "There's no way we're choosing the same ones here." Um, But Cindervine's has a lot of utility in this deck, so colorless, I'm sorry, rather, it's Gruul, a red and a green for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, it deals one damage to that player, and then for one colorless, sacrifice it, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Cinder Vines deals two damage to that permanence controller. So I like this for a lot of reasons. One, it's going to incentivize people for using that extra mana to, like, storm off and cast four spells in a row. Sure. Even though it's drips and drabs, sticks and stones, those sort of things, it's going to add up over time, I think. Um, I also like the fact that you can sack it and then also destroy yeah. the target uh, artifact or enchantment. Like, that's some good utility if you need it. But I've noticed that, like, a lot of good cards in here are enchantments, right? A lot of things mm-hmm. that deal with lands and that sort of thing. So the fact that this is doing, you know... Uh, a whole breach-ish effect and it's an enchantment. We're not I'm not talking about them here because they're kind of boring, but I'm gonna play cards where it's like when you play an enchantment, draw a card, oh, enchantments sure. sort of matter just because there's so many that are good for this sort of build. And for this for yeah. being two mana has a lot a lot, a lot of effect in it. Yeah. I, I mean I I think this is one of those playgroup
0: dependent cards. If you're mm. if you're in that battle cruiser playgroup, this probably isn't gonna do anything. Yeah, right, right, um, right. Um and, and you know in the one damage it's like, well are you gonna put ways in the deck to increase because that was something i struggled with because your lock specifically yeah. says loses life not damage so like yes, co-brain yeah. doesn't do anything yep, and, and stuff I like was, that I, I was in the same i i had this, the the very same struggle so i actually tried to do more lo- loss of life throughout like some of oh, my packages okay, versus okay. damage just to try to keep the the stuff the same uh but you know once again it depends on your play group it is two mana and you could just say hey I don't have anything to do two mana I put down the enchantment hopefully it sits there long enough and then you know what I have a one mana rattlesnake to blow up something at some point
1: yep yeah exactly and I think like I said a lot of my cards are like a few damage here a few damage there Mm -hmm. start sacking that up over time all right what is your second one
0: my next one is I needed to get you a Propaganda or ghostly president Jun. Okay. So we are talking about Edward Edgar Allan Poe's favorite card, Revenge of the Ravens. Ooh. Uh, three colorless black enchantment. It's an uncommon from that trash set, Throne of Eldraine. <laughs> uh, whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, that creature's controller loses one life and you gain oh.
1: one life. Oh. And Ooh, I there like that. is unfortunately
0: flavor text.
1: A whole, a whole bunch of it. And this is going to be read by uh, Jessica, one of your favorites, Gingy, the gingerbread man from Shrek.
0: Sir Tisdale declared that he never wanted to see my buttons and the witch cred
1: again. Her familiars quickly granted his icing request.
0: (laughs) Uh, So... I've been torn on this card. I've put it in decks. I've taken it out of decks. Yeah. But I think this works. How about this? Any of the enchantment to where either you got to pay mana to attack you or they get punished for attacking you. They work amazing in decks where people want to be hitting you with everything as quick as possible because right. of what your commander and your deck does. And this is the kind of deck that I think later in games, when people are wanting to cast big stuff or they're going to get extra mana that they can't really use, they're going to be like, we got to kill Tuck before he gets too out of control. And so they're going to be – it won't be for big damage, but I could see turns – two through five hey i'm gonna swing three at you i'm gonna swing this yeah. uh drake at you at least with this it's like well you're already losing life for that unspent mana now you're gonna lose more life and now i'm getting some of my life back and it has the great thing of whenever a creature so you swing at mm-hmm. me with 10 1 ones i'm getting 10 life
1: yes i completely agree and i think to your point um this is your lock is a cruel beast and that it also affects me So I see that this deck is like all of our life totals are just going to be plummeting down together, right? And just anything that I can get it up, it's going to be really worth its weight in gold.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, if you can get some incidental life gain throughout the game just doing what you need to do, I think this is a great inclusion. And plus, 36 cents, you probably have two or three sitting in your your box
1: and 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 we also now have already mentioned throne of Eldrain. so here you go put it on put it on the chart put it on the bingo
0: all right tuck what's your next one
1: so the one i want to talk about is i think we're this deck is going to die quickly to being attacked often so i'm trying to find any way to quickly generate ways to prevent that from happening specifically for my opponents so i think this spidery lady who also is enchantment enchantments is going to be doing a lot of good work in here. So, a Rasta of the Endless Web.
0: Wait, is this one of yours? No, no, I just knew who you were talking oh, you just, about. You I was just, con- exactly I you were talking about the
1: Spidery Lady, but yeah, I get you. Yeah. So, two colorless double green for legendary enchantment creature Spider. We are running things that are to let you draw cards off enchantments and whatnot. It's a three five with reach. Whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, create a one two green spider token with reach. It's about 80 cents. And we do have some things, which is Nylea, God of the Hunts, uh, fitting for a Classic Witch here. <clears throat> <laughs> her webs spun from her own hair, reached from Nyx to the mortal world and even into the underworld. Ah! <laughs> Boil in trouble. So, uh, I think this deck is going to be really bad against counter spells. I think it's going to be really bad against burn decks. I think it's going to be really bad against people who are going to be casting a lot of ramp spells. Mm. And... More importantly, it's going to be really bad against people who are going to be playing a lot of creatures because I am playing maybe 10. So the fact that this is going to protect against that, and again, it doesn't prevent people from casting instants and sorceries. It just makes them think if it's worth it that they pretty much have a kicker cost of give me a 1-2 spider.
0: Yeah, see, the thing is, though, this card's been so lackluster for me through the, really? the time that it's been a- Because it is just a 1-2 spider it's, with reach. Oh, sure. It
1: doesn't even have death touch. I, I, I'm just saying, I'm re- I'm ready to run it. I This has been a card I've been wanting to get for forever, um, and it's one that I want to at least give a try. So I have not seen this card in the wild at all. Let's get it a go. It's 80 cents. I could get the super fancy one for $1.38. Might as well try her out.
0: All right, all right. Well, my last <laughs> one, it's a card we've talked about many, many times, or I've talked about many, many times. But actually, I think it's great for your hops package because it's also one of those to where your opponents now have to consider something else on top of their just losing their life for the unspent mana. Do they mm. want to mill their library? Oh, so I think oh, crank yes. makes a lot of sense in here. Ah,
1: oh my god! That's so good. <laughs>
0: so, mine an artifact. It's an uncommon oh five God. bucks. Whenever an opponent loses life, that player puts that many cards from the top of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Damage causes loss of life. So, loss of life or damage will trigger this. So, your Ooh. lock's going to be making people mill all the live long day. And there is a uh, reading done by Argent Etchings, plate 106, passage 27. Who's that going to be?
1: Uh Oh, you almost got it. Uh, this is going to be Admiral Beckett Brass, Tim Curry as the devil. What are your favorites from the Lord of Darkness?
0: I hate like, how I like you're getting these ones I've never heard of.
1: <laughs> I've never heard of it. I've never seen them. I don't even know what it is. It's like big and British and just like, rah. Let go of your memories <laughs> and be reborn. Yes. Uh... Slam dunk, I have no further questions, <laughs> immediately going in the deck.
0: See, I really thought you would poo-poo this card, because you poo-poo really? it sometimes. Yeah,
1: you poo-poo I it. I do, I do, I do, that's fair, but to your point, in this deck, if it's just the dribs and drabs life loss... For this being two like turn one with soul ring sort of situation, yeah, like one damage milla card, ten damage mill a card, five unspent mana mill, mill five, it, it stacks up so fast. Mm-hmm. And in this deck, I want to be doing that right. And uh, every every single thing that I want to do in this deck is dealing damage, whether it's from playing spells, whether it's from tapping lands, whether it's from untapping lands, anything along those lines. Minecrank is going to be worth its weight in gold. And longtime listener of the show, Tice, in his magic box, actually had a bunch of these. And I just went and looked during a quick break that we had. I had Ooh. one left. I had one left in the Ooh. binder.
0: There you I go. I
1: got it. I have a stack of cards that I'm using to, as like the base of this. I literally went through, grabbed it, put it right in. Great choice.
0: And I'm going to laugh when it's like three months from now or two months from now and Tuck comes in for Christmas or or, or a random deal. And he's like, hey, Mr. Cromwell. I'm like, hey, Big Tuck. Good to see you. And he's like, yeah, you're an asshole. And I'm like, why? And he's like, I put Mindcrank in that Urlock deck. Everyone fucking hated it. I had to take it out. It was the staxiest card in there. Yeah. And then I'll just say thank you. Yes,
1: it makes me feel good. It also is $5, so I'm very glad that I had one lying around. (laughs) Well, Tuck, why don't you wrap out the hot profile? Yes, and I do. I am also very glad I somehow have two copies of this card. But again, it has nothing to do with mana. But it has people choosing what they want to do when they cast a spell. And for five mana and enchantment, painful quandary is certainly going to make mm. them a quandary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're it's, it's evil. And uh, I also am putting a very small discard package in here of a few choice cards. So, I think this is where this could shine, too. So, Painful Quandary is three double black for an enchantment fitting into the Enchantress deck uh, and theme. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, that player loses five life unless they discard a card. It's so brutal. Valdolka, Wandering Sage, the Angry Russian, the Red, from Orange and New Black, has this to say about this. After drinking my vodka, for each word spoken, one forgotten. For each thought, a memory rotten. Uh, it's some sort of Moriac incantation. Also, uh, side note on this Russian thing, uh, one of the girls that I'm seeing said that I look like a Russian mobster when I don't wear a hat, which I think is a good thing. Makes me feel, like, strong at least. So, again, it goes back to the whole thing of the hops. I will let you do whatever yep. you want. You can do. You can play any card you want. I'm not preventing you from doing anything. I'm just making you think about what's more valuable, your life total, the cards in hands, or the card that you're actually playing. And since I have these lying around, immediate slam dunk in. Wait, you have a paid full quandary just I had, laying around? I had two. I did, Listen, my,
0: all right, Mr. my binder
1: has gotten out of control. Like, literally, it's not, we're not, well, okay, we're probably not talking about it, but there are two green cards that are both $20. No, three green cards are all $20. I had multiple copies of just lying around in my binder. Wow. I don't know.
0: But yes, yeah, I my, almost feel like doing an Owen Wilson. Wow! Wow. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the hot profile because I honestly don't have anything to say (laughs) about Painful Quandary. I play the card all the time. (laughs) I love it. So we're going to go on to the yeast package. Big Tuck, why don't you start it off? How are we going to win games with your lot? So
1: I have two two cards and then I have a four-card combo. It's not an infinite combo. It's not an infinite combo. I didn't go that deep. But if you have these four cards out, it's going to be very difficult for anyone to play... Any sort of this deck. So the first one is, I believe, a piece of Magic History. No, nope, I'm sorry. It's not. It's just $5. It's going to make your burden or perhaps your abundance feeling over. So overabundance uh, from Invasion. One colorless, a red, and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a player taps a land for mana, that player adds one mana of any type that land produced, and it deals a damage to that player. So... Again, they're going to want to just be able to cast their cards. They're going to take damage no matter what, just for tapping lands. And then if they Mm. don't play their cards right, they're also going to take damage from your lock. Also, this is going to help accelerate me up to get to my higher level spells. I think that there's a few choice X spells in here that I want. So taking that kind of double mana production on my own end is going to be well worth the life that I'm going to be paying for it.
0: So it's interesting that you have this in your Yeast. Um, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I don't know if I would look at this like if I drew over Abundance, like, Aha, I'm <laughs> going to win the game. The game is mine. I don't really, yeah, I don't really think it's that. I mean, it, it's obviously great for the deck. Yeah. It was on the very front of the EDH rec page. Uh, it's only $4.62. I'm pretty shocked at how cheap right? it is. <laughs> uh, this is a card, I mean, this is a card I would probably just put in a deck. To have just to it, just so I it, can yeah. have some extra mana and maybe a thirstier deck, but um, the re- great card. I just don't know if I would call it a yeast. So
1: the, I, I, and like, there's a lot of cards that I struggled with between like yeast and spice and what they do. Um, but I do think the ones this, I think that this card out of all of them for three mana is going to be dealing piles of damage over the course of a game. And the, to me, that's why I think that life total is going to start plummeting when people start getting greedy. And that's and that's how mm. that's going to end up being that yeast card. But it is it is difficult, right? Because there's a world that this is a really could be a hops or a grain because it's incentivizing people yeah. from tapping lands, right? Yep, yeah. exactly.
0: Well, my first one, it's cute. It's going to give group hug. So if anyone sure. taps a land for a mana, they're going to get another mana to their mana pool. But... I have it in yeast because you could play it at flash speed and it can completely come out of left field and hose someone because they just didn't realize it was coming. Dictate of Caramel. Oh! Three colorless <laughs> green green enchantment rare. It's a dollar. It has flash. And whenever a player taps a land for mana, they get one mana to their mana pool of any type that land produced. And it does have flavor tax.
1: Ah, uh, yes. And we have spin, spin, spin. I'm actually adding this to my Google Keep document uh, for cards that I need to buy for this deck immediately. Because I was kind of on the fence about it a little bit, which we'll get into. We have Narek, slip Slipfinger Master Thief, a.k.a. Kermit the Frog, a.k.a. Jessica Day, a.k.a. Ray Romano. Uh, there's one more there I can't think of. Hello, Kermit the Frog here. I
0: refuse
1: to let the folly of mortals endanger
0: a home I've made for them.
1: Now I think I'm gonna go watch
0: two girls, one
1: cup. <laughs> Good God!
0: So the thing that I love about this card is you could do a few things. Yeah. Now, by definition, you could people can float mana at whatever speed they want. So if you try to flash this in as people are tapping, they can still tap. But I'm looking at it a couple ways this could be a rattlesnake card where it's like i feel like they're about to go off flash this in at the beginning of their turn and they're like oh shit i gotta tap out all my mana because i don't have enough to be like using all my extra so i better tap out boom i made you tap out and you're probably still gonna get burned for Mm. some damage then you get your normal thing like you do with your your uh Whoa, whatever the hell that was, Uh, overabundance. You know, now it's hey, You're producing extra mana and now you're going to get hit it. But I like that flash aspect because I think that could potentially just kill someone. Right, right. Because they
1: wouldn't see it coming. They don't see it coming for sure. And when, like, I like that it's in flash because I might, like, have other stuff that's going to be dealing damage, and I like I don't want to tap any of my lands right now, right? I want to yep. wait, or I have this I can wait to generate mana. Now I can wait, punish someone, and then on my turn, it's like I'm going to blast you for something humongous that you don't even know I had, right? Yep. Yeah, I like it, and it's only a dollar, so yeah. Yep, easy, easy buy. And and if it doesn't work in this deck, you have probably another deck you could. We're, it we're gonna be we're gonna figure it out. All right, Tuck, what's your next one? So we, I feel remiss if we don't talk about this guy here. Um, it's one of the cards that had a huge price spike after this card got, uh, previewed and it sense completely settled out. I had one of these, I gave it away in a bulk binder, but you're about to feel the pain. It might be coming not from a temple, not from the Ohio university, but perhaps from the Citadel. We're talking Citadel of Pain, Slam Dunk. It's like the easiest number one card to put in the deck. Two colorless and a red for an enchantment. At the beginning of each player's end step, it deals X damage to that player where X is the number of untapped lands they control. And there is some flavor text on here being read by our old pal, uh, the missus of the show, Ailee, High Princess, Alanis Morissette. Battle is our religion. This fortress is our temple. By uh, Latula Keldon Overseer. This card skyrocketed to like $15 and has since yep. finally settled back down to $3 for an uncommon from Prophecy, where it's like Ristic Study at et- all are the ones to look for. So, hey, don't cast any spells. Doesn't matter to me. But you're going to like, you can either take mana from Mana Burn because I'm making all your mana tap for double or perhaps triple, mm-hmm. or you just have to take it from the untapped lands. What's it matter to you? And it's in the chat. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Um, I'm
0: just... I would like everyone to take note today. This is October 22nd, 22nd 2022. Yeah. Uh, a roughly 4.11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Big Tuck has literally gone back-to-back staples for your lock where he gives me shit when i put cards in decks and he's like oh well of course you'd put that in there so here i am trying to stretch it trying to find like these like reaches that are interesting to talk about and he's like oh yeah citadel of pain it's like the number one
1: card on edh Rick. i said jumped up a whole lot when your lock came I out i said i you dick i've given you credit for every single one that you've put in here you that's and that's i appreciate and that's, that and, and now
0: i'm not giving you credit <laughs> I'm berating you, so that way you step it up for next time.
1: I think I, so this is, so this is exactly why I wanted to do this with this podcast, because I knew that I was going to come in because I want to build this deck with more of, like, the baseline stuff, and I knew Mr. Combo, just to spite me for that reason, would actually go and find things that work in the deck, but are, like, a little under the radar. So, I like I said, I'm glad that it's working out perfectly. My plans are coming to complete fruition. Well, Citadel of Pain obviously a great
0: card. <laughs> it's it's the shit um and honestly it doesn't even need to be in a Urlock deck i mean i've seen this run in just other decks where it's like hey i'm a sorcery speed player oh if you're gonna leave untapped mana i need you to get punished at least for doing right it.
1: right right yeah for sure this is also really feels i think i might have actually given this to the godfather because there's other cards that are very similar to this that i'll be talking about shortly i have given to them like this feels like a godfather sort of card right like a kind of wait and yeah, see sure. and that sort of thing
0: well my next one is great I run at my Shirai deck because I see this deck doing the drips and drabs, and everyone may get affected on every turn, not turn cycle, every turn, Mm. and you need ways to capitalize on that. So, I'm going to be reflecting the wounds we give to our opponents.
1: That is, in fact, one of mine in the next four that I have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well then how about this, how about this? Let's put that on hold. I got one more that's not this, like, crazy combo. I'll just do that one, and then we can do Wound Reflection together. Love it. So, uh, the other one that I had... So, we traditionally at CMD Tower look at game winners of how do you actually get declared the winner of the game, Mm. or how do you eliminate your opponents? I think in your lock, because you're going to be generating so much effing mana, you might not have a mana sink, because people are going to get rid of it. Right. But you still need a way... To not lose that unspent mana, so Horizon Stone I think is a
1: is that another one of? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Oh, it's, okay. just, it's, it's on the list to buy, and it's funny because we just talked about it. But yes, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, Horizon Stone, five colorless artifact, rare. Uh, if you would lose unspent mana, that mana would become colorless instead.
1: It's bonkers, and we just talked about this on Kozalik, and it was so funny because I was like, I think Horizon Stone's probably pretty good in here, and you unfortunately have a whole paragraph to read.
0: Uh, bye. And see, and and people, I just want you to know, this shows, uh, show integrity. I didn't go away from this car because we just talked about it or I knew I'd have to give a dossier in some (laughs) stupid-ass voice. I still put it on the list and I still (laughs) talked about it for you.
1: Uh, this is uh, another one that you hate because you don't drink coffee. Vorn clicks, which you like, but the coffee shop barista who is short on time. Uh, Crivet dream <laughs> revealed beyond the edge of the world. Uh, Curious picked up a woke to find it, and followed
0: him from dream. Fucking quit!
1: <laughs> Very good.
0: So, uh, this is pretty self explanatory. I think. Yeah. You need to have ways in the deck to protect yourself from this. So I thought about Platinum Emporium. That was one oh, that I thought of. Oh, that's a
1: good one, yeah. So I
0: think any of that stuff, life total can't change. You, you don't lose the mana. That's going to be massive for you not... Because like you said, you think it's probably going to be a race to the bottom yep, in terms 100%. of life total. So if there's anything that makes it to where you're not in the race to the bottom, you're kind of just standing there and everyone else is racing, that's a yes. use to me because it's still... It's still winning you the game. It's just doing it in a different Correct. way. Correct. Yes, I
1: completely agree. Um, I think this is like a slam dunk one. Uh, also fitting it came out in Commander Legends. Uh, I really – you have the full art, right, where it doesn't have any of the flavor text. It's very clean. Yeah. That's the one I want. That's the one I'm going to – I don't usually mm. – I usually just dump everything into TCG player and take the cheapest, but I think this is one that I actually yep. want the full art one out of. There you go. Okay. Well, Tuck, uh, let's do your four-card combo. Yes. That's your last yeast. So let's start with the card that I agree with you, Wound Reflection, yep. which for me is the tail end of this train of not, of a nightmare. So uh, I will – what do you want to – this is your pick. Do you want to read it or do you want to do the one? Yeah, outside? so I'll read the card. Okay. I'll read the card. I'll do the flavor text because you
0: have three others yes, you're going to have to correct. do. So this is Wound Reflection, five colorless black enchantment. It's a rare. The latest version is in Double Masters. You get it for about 6 bucks. Yep. Not bad. Uh, it is expensive, mana-wise, but – At the beginning of each instep, each opponent loses life equal to the life they've lost this turn. Damage is also a cause of loss of life. Yes. And I got text.
1: And uh, this is your Academy researcher, Sarah Goldfarb from Requiem for a Dream. The crazy old cracked out woman. Another movie that you've never seen.
0: Yeah, but I remember... Oh.
1: The greater the suffering, (laughs) the sweeter the taste... Yes, not not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, so I think wound reflection in and of itself is just like an insanely strong card in here, right? Like you're gonna get the extra mana to play this out turn four or five, and people are gonna start just getting pounded by it. Plus, it stacks in with your mind crank tech that I love. Yep. So that's that's like the the ass end of this whole rigmarole I'm doing. So okay the one i'm starting with is one that i knew that i had but i'm 90 percent sure i gave it to the godfather because it was in goal it was in white border so now i have to pay the fucking piper on this one ankh of mishra so two colors for an artifact whenever a land enters the battlefield under anyone's control it deals two damage to that land's controller and there's a little bit of flavor text here which is koth of the hammer the high voice jack canadian from grown-ups Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm s- sorry to be bothering you, ladies. I'm from Saskatoon. Tano's finally cracked the puzzle. That crazy bastard. The strange structures did not have Mr. Malevolent creations you hear? Uh, but they themselves were fish and chips with vinegar on it, or fish with vinegar on it. Uh, I'm Mr. Bevers. There you go. That's how all Canadian people just sound to me. So, uh, so the funny thing before you go into that though, have you did you recently watch Grown Ups? Because I felt like you were yes! quoting. That's yes, because it, it's come up like twice. And when I had to explain this to someone about like how I can't do voices, so I was like, one of the harder ones is, and like that's what he says, like, oh, hey there, ladies. Oh, where you? From? Oh, yeah, yeah, the ladies. Yeah, where where are you from? Oh, I'm from Saskatoon, you know. <laughs> so yes, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. Um, obviously, right. this two drop you can put out. Turn one, we're gonna start dealing that damage, right? But it's not enough to just deal two damage for a land, okay? You need a little bit more than that, right? So why not four damage for a land? And then I gain two life, sure. right? So another card that I happen to have two copies lying around of for some reason, Polluted Bonds. <laughs> so this is uh, very similar to uh, the Painful Quandary. Three colors, double black for an enchantment on Shadowmoor, about $30, Whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, that player loses two life and you gain two life. So now I'm going up two life and everyone's losing two life for, or four life for this. And this is being read by Vraska Gogari Queen as Bellatrix Lestrange, which is also just literally a witch, right? Yeah. No, not really. That's the girl, that's Tim Burton's wife, right? The, yeah, yeah okay. but, like,
0: in Harry Potter, she doesn't sound like generic witch. witch. She's like, like, whenever you do your witch, that's, like, Wizard of Oz witch. Oh,
1: sure, okay, but she's, like... <laughs> she, yeah,
0: so, uh, how about this, Tuck? You know how, like, there's, like, old-school vampires, and then there's, like, new-age, like, oh, edgy, sure. like, biker? Try to, try to do a witch, but that's, like,
1: new-edge, yeah, like, biker type. Yeah, yeah, type. okay. <clears throat> I like it. <clears throat> oh, the mystic bond between spellcasters... And the land is just as vulnerable to the attack as the castes themselves. <laughs> uh, so, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. That was great. You, you put it back in the vampire thing. My, my cup of tea, the area I feel the most <laughs> comfortable in. Um, the D&D girl I went and met also knew the vampire of the Masquerade, which is one of the reasons why we made out last night, but that's a long story. Doesn't matter. So now I'm losing life, but they're losing even more life, right? But what if... They could lose even more life for each man for each land, and that's where my old pal, Ancient Green Warden, comes into play. So, this is another one I had lying around, literally like this deck was meant <laughs> to be. Four colors, double green for an eleven dollar five seven creature, Elemental with reach. You may play lands from your graveyard, which is good, right? Just in case they get blown up or whatever sure. the case may be. If a land entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that trigger uh, triggers an additional time. And there is some things read right here, which is Yold, professor of crypto which is the Oprah man. Oh! Uh, when the ruins awakened, so did their defenses. So... We've set up this entire time, people are playing lands, they're bringing out manas, so now, if I have this four card combination out, you play A land, you lose eight life, I gain four life, and then at the end of your turn, you also lose another eight life. (laughs) It's magical Christmas land to the max because I am running no but tutor. But this isn't
0: a this isn't synergy or combo. It's just like I took two cards that do the same thing, and I
1: want them on it's the a, battlefield. It's a wombo. It's a wombo effect. It stacks on top of each other. It doesn't go infinite. It's a four-card brutal combo, 16, 16 damage for one land. That's completely brutal, even though it's a 40-man investment. But I'm going to have it lying around. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, look, this
0: this is you to a T, so
1: uh, <laughs> I got big, nothing to, to say. To a big T. Uh,
0: I don't like it. Uh, and only if you had blue and then you could just run Yarok. Yes,
1: exactly. I know. I know. It's like, this this just turn into four color <laughs> land pain with like two of the new Stranger things? Who knows? could be anything.
0: Well, no. Uh, hold on. This is literally just a Yarok combo. That would actually make them lose 32 life. Oh no. my
1: god, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, it would make
1: them lose a lot more.
0: A lot, lot more. You're the guy but with now we're going to move on to the, the spice the, you're, package.
1: You're the guy with the Yarrock deck. You could easily put all these in there.
0: I'm not that big of a jerk.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> uh, well, let's
0: go to the spice package. <laughs> these uh, are going to be interesting because mine, I got one go with me here. Because it could be used to win you the game, aka kill one person, or use it on yourself. To get some card advantage or use it to politic, which is, I know, your favorite thing. Ooh. So I think Damnable Pact oh, is really cool in this deck. Interesting. X black black for a quarter. Sorcery, it's a rare. Target player draws X cards and loses X life. Right. So this is a right. mana sink. You got nothing to do. Mm. Do I want to draw that many cards? Or, hey, I'm playing with Amy. Amy's at 15. I got
1: 17 mana. Uh, draw 15, die? Uh... I, before I need you to read the flavor text and it's my, uh, one of the best presidents I've been told from some people down here in North Carolina, Jorah the get to, which for some reason is Donald Trump. So let her rip Uh question. Have anyone actually in North Carolina said that he's one of the best presidents no. they've ever had? No, not at oh, all. Oh, thank like, God. Well, it's like, <laughs> so in Charlotte, no, but the, like I've seen four, a hundred by a hundred feet Confederate flags, maybe 30 minutes outside, like giant, like those giant ones that you see at like truck. Sellers, those American flags, but Confederate flags. Yeah, It's not good.
0: (laughs) That is not good. But you know what is good? (laughs) Someone's mind is a dark labyrinth full of grim secrets and, you know, subtle traps.
1: This is the best pact I've ever taken before. (laughs) And there will be another pact. Like it ever again. Hillary was the one who got damned off of it. I only took the card draw. Uh, I am here for this in a big way to the extent that I literally just put it on the list.
0: It's perfect. Well, so I was I was torn between like this or torment to Hailfire, and it's like yeah, well, torment's more my thing. This seems more like your flavor.
1: Yes, I, I I I do run. I I did have a spare or two Exanguinates lying around, so I'm putting that in there mm-hmm. because I think again, I care less about it winning the game and more being like I just need to gain thirty life because I'm at five. And I have all this sure. mana line around. Um, I like it. I like that that's a mana sink. I think that's going to be really important. Um, and mine is also a mana sink that's even more me because it's even less utility. It doesn't do anything. And I'm like 90% sure this card is not going to do anything anytime I play it.
0: Well, and how many times do we make deals at tables like, don't do this, and I'll do this for you? Oh, 100%. You could literally say, hey, don't hit me, or don't counter the spell, and I'll let you draw 10 cards. Yes, absolutely. So you just leave it at that. And they don't say anything, and it's like,
1: all right, here you go. Well, I didn't know I was going to lose 10 life. Well, you didn't ask. Well, then you're going to lose 20 life because of wound reflection, which is the best card in the deck. So, <laughs> so yeah. now you're going to die. Yeah, so you're dead, but I love it. So the one I went with in the spice is a card I've wanted to play. I've not found a place for it, but I think I like it here. Very simple, Helix Pinnacle. So for one green, an enchantment with Shroud, X, put X tower counters on Helix Pinnacle. At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are 100 or more tower counters on Helix Pinnacle, you win the game. I am going to say that I probably will go right... Yes. Quick pause.
0: That was my spice until I was like, I feel like Tuck's going to roast me because it's too boring. It's too
1: boring. (laughs) I'm so, Mr. Combo. This is why we work so well, and this is why I'm always so like. It's what because you insult me and you make me scared to pick cards that I want. That's not true. Like whenever, like when we did the theory craft, I so this is how I always feel. So for. Pulling behind the curtains, we literally do not tell. We do not talk about any cards. We do not talk about any strategy. Nothing. It's literally just here's the thing, right? And I feel like we both go at it in such bizarre ways that still work. Like the one with the the one that you just built, um, your zombie queen. Oh, Garza old. Yeah, both yeah. of us were like, comp- we were way off of what we were trying to do with it, right? And I think, but like it both like we I think we both came to the conclusion that like either way could work with it, right? And in this yeah. in this way, like everything that you've said is a slam dunk and I put 90% of them in. The only one I'll give you the weird, the, the Braids of Fire and the Harmless Offering are the only ones I'm like, maybe too cute. If yep. Braids of Fire yep. wasn't $10, then I would definitely pick it up. I'm definitely picking up Harmless mm-hmm. Offering. But anyways, the point with Helix Pinnacle is that, uh, whatever this guy's name is, your lock does not care. He doesn't care that you're his boy. He doesn't care that he's your boy. He doesn't care. He just wants to see the world burn Burning the Countryside, Burning the Peasants. And I think Helix Pinnacle, A, is really hard to get rid of. And B, can just suck up that extra mana. And maybe Mm. in some bizarro thing where you don't kill yourself by tapping out, you might be able to win the game. But for me, it's just another safe one drop that you can just be like I have leftover mana I don't want I don't anything to do with it I just need to pump it into something might as well pump it into something that may win me the game one time out of 15 times you don't have to sell me on it I think (laughs) you have to have it in the deck I mean
0: I even as a big brain thing tuck even thought about putting in grim monolith as a mana. oh (laughs) just to like oh I'll untap it a bunch of times and eventually I'll run out of mana um, Do I have so a spare one of those? You only have the one, I thought. I have thought. the
1: one. I think I left it into ready, though. I mean, just, you got one.
0: Make a play Yeah, project. exactly. Yeah, might as well but try But yeah, it. Th- so, like, I was kind of thinking, like, you're probably going to need, and this would include the My Spice card, I would say you need at least six to nine mana sinks yeah. of some kind, just so at least you see one every game you play. I don't yeah. think you're ever going to see more than one, but Correct. at least see one. But to
1: your point, like, Horizon Zone, to me, does that same thing, right? Even though it's not a mana <laughs> sink, it's still, like, Prevent you from dying just trying to play the yeah. trying to play the game yeah but i like so damn old pack is a slam dunk i like it way more than my pick because it actually does something and i know you hate you and i both kind of hate cards that don't do anything um mm-hmm. and that's but i it's such a low it's such a low entry barrier for entry for this card so what
0: are you gonna do no that's fair thanks for making an, an until the end and please leave us feedback on your consumption platform whether it's a youtube or a podcast and if you really liked it leave that positive feedback please uh sometimes you know tuck's just crying in the bathroom trying to you know uh squeeze one off and he just goes and reads a comment and he's like oh that made me happy and then he evacuates his bowels uh Facts. <laughs> so uh here's how you can kind of get a hold of us and the cast you can reach me at mr comment number five on twitter i'll spell that except for the five big tuck If people would like to know what celebrity you said happy birthday to, how could they do that?
1: Uh, You can find me at BigTuckTweeting on Twitter. Uh, For those horror fans, because it is the spooktober, Bela Lugosi, RIP, was born on October 10th. Or, sorry, October 20th. Uh, Also on Twitter, I'd highly recommend everyone going there right now because you can see the news of how Alec Baldwin accidentally shot and killed someone with a fake gun, which I think is kind of terrifying, but also hysterical and also
0: don't do that because by the time you do this that will not be trending oh great point and you can reach our main account at cmd tower on twitter as well uh basically you know you can go to our website at cmdtower.com b n b e one one two we will have the deck list posted we will have the youtube video available uh we'll have the article with all the cards plus you can see the rest of our website now, we could not do this video without our video and audio editor uh, at underscore teacoats. Uh Tyler is now the full-time editor for Bruise and Builds, um, and he's doing an amazing job. Please leave comments, you know, shoot him a DM, let us know how we can improve the YouTube side of things. so that way you guys will uh, you know keep wanting to watch. Now, if you'd like to give us some financial support so we can constantly improve the channel, head over to our Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash cmdtower. We talked about we have four different tiers, guys, Um, and one of the big, big things that we're kind of talking about is we're creating this Jund CMD Tower sweater. Hopefully, the uh, sample unit will arrive at my place sometime this week that you guys are listening to this um, and we will be able to get full delivery before Christmas so you have time to wear it for the holiday season. If you're a patron, it's only 30 bucks. If you're a non-patron, it's 50. So I think if we do the math, join for a dollar or even five dollars and you can save $20 on the sweater yeah. plus you're now part of an amazing community. So please, please go out and join. Now if you um, are an existing patron and you would like to refer a friend or family member over to the collective have them let us know when they join on patreon we get so many people that join and we find out months later that they're actually friends with someone and they were recommended and we were never told if you refer someone to the channel doesn't matter what tier they are we're gonna do something for you could be signing gold bordered cards it could be some free swag hell i might even do a sweater so far lemony linnings is the only one who's taken advantage Mm. of it and i'm looking to be taken advantage of yes as always and then finally if you guys can't uh do a patron whether it's uh you know personal reasons maybe you're already a part of too many communities maybe your significant other said if you spend one more dollar on magic anything i will leave you (laughs) uh then we do have a store uh that you could very secretly buy things from cmdtower.com/merch that's where you can find all the branded and created CMD Tower swag and products um please go buy them go get it out uh we're almost done selling our regular CMD Tower playmat nice. uh going to be getting a new one coming soon but the reason I'm pointing that out is if you guys like the OG playmat eventually that will become patron only and only available when you first sign up so if you've been listening and you've been wanting Mm. a playmat and just haven't pulled the trigger you need to do it soon because eventually you're not going to be able to have the opportunity to get one now big tuck theory crafting your lock of scorch thrash or trash did this go the way that you
1: wanted did this open up any avenues you hadn't thought of two thumbs up uh you had some phenomenal picks uh, especially in the hops, the yeast and the spice, all are great. Um, I think that this deck is gonna be one that I'm I am going to build it. I'm just worried that I will play it once and realize that it is way too mean or strong for what I'm trying to accomplish. and I'm worried that's gonna sit next to Prosh. but we we shall see we shall see. I think there's ways to like potentially tone it down or whatever to make it a little bit more fair.
0: I think the fact that you're gonna have so few creatures in the deck, I don't think oh, you need to worry about it. I think, think so? there's gonna okay. be a lot of games where you just get killed. Um, and Tuck, I think to this point, because if you end up building this, system, there'll be two theory crafts in a row that actually got created IRL. Yeah. Because the last one we did was Garza's Ol. And that deck hasn't won yet. I haven't been able to do the thing yet, but I'm hmm. still going to play it and I'm still going to keep it together because that, I think that's the point of these theory crafts. They are a challenge. Right, right, right. And it's going to take time to let that theory turn in to uh,
1: a craft. to go from? Theory.
0: No, it goes from a theory or a hypo hypotenuse hypothesis theory hypothesis theory. I'm trying to think of the scientific process. Hold on, I know theory's in there, and then eventually it gets to like findings, and then you go to like oh here test okay. results or something.
1: Right. Oh okay. yeah, okay. Observation, question, theory, research topic area, hypothesis, test with experiment, analyze data, and then it turns into a report conclusion. And then oh, okay. it goes back into its so. So we've done
0: the theory, you're going to go through it, eventually you'll be able to see your data results, oh. and then, what do we need to do? And then it kind of gets gets retooled. Right. I think the thing that you're going to get lucky, though, is that your commander, there's a lot of side-to-side that you can
1: do with it. Zol. I had one path, so right. it's like, <laughs> I'm doing the one, yeah. and that's it! We'll figure it out. I also am build. I also, I'm, uh i are going to order cards for this deck and also my other theory craft, the Lonus, the Cryptologist, the Clue deck. Mm, so we will have nice. four running around potentially. Well, guys, this is
0: the end of the episode. And as one would say in Tuscany, Ivedevice. <laughs> <laughs>